0: It was a real kind of statement of intense. Yeah, right from the start, they were really, really, really on it. You can be absolutely sure that they will want to leave absolutely nothing in that changing room.
1: The Club Championship Show. Subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. The 1895, the official Shelburne podcast, exclusive to Patreon. I'm angry, Tony. I have to be honest. Murray, Murray, Marjorie Ray Shelburne, Noel Murray. Has she won it for the Reds? What a goal! Here's a chance. Oh. Shane Farrell and Shells lead two 0 I'm sorry, Tony, but I'm, I'm I'm angry as well. I was angry before the game. I've been angry for a long time. And she gets the twinning goal here. Saturday oh. into the back of the day. <laughs> is what champions do that is what winners do world Slattery.
0: over the top by Sullivan
1: shoes goal shelter
2: lead his cross take
1: is the substitute and he scored shells lead we are in to the 94th minute and yeah! it's done over
0: our just reward we deserve this. We deserve this big
1: time.
0: Love, love, Here's your host, Darren Cleary.
1: Love, 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 love. Hello, hello, hello. You're very welcome along. It is the first podcast, the eighteen ninety five podcast returns for twenty twenty two. Gavin White, it's all changed. Off the ball, new media partners. What an exciting time for the Reds.
0: Sharpen's a big name. We only we only deal with big names. Um obviously Yourself there and working in, in Barrow media is—it's uh, great to have kind of uh, people around the kind of sphere and the environment like that. So I think a lot of it kind of comes down to you. So major, major kudos. Obviously, the likes of Damien coming in and the the the, the team and the men's team doing so well um, in the last couple of years is uh, a major impact on it as well. So yeah, I think I think the league overall is getting a lot of exposure for the right reasons, and uh, I think they see that as well as the shining like that is Shelburne
1: so we are bringing you the first episode of the 1895 podcast of the new season from the off the ball studios here in Marconi House where we'll be bringing all of the episodes for next season Gav a lot of it was in the press release but talk us through what this deal means for Shell's fans I'm guessing at the very basic level increased visibility of the club on national platforms
0: yeah, I think from a club's point of view, um it's that's that's the, the biggest access to kind of audience. Um the off the ball audience is kind of very sometimes casual sports fans who are who maybe watch Premier League a lot, who will watch um Champions League, but also you have an, an ear to to League of Ireland as the coverage is picked up in the major kind of broadcasters. Um so we're hitting them directly and that's potential new fans, which is which is brilliant. For the Shelburne final at the moment um, you know if you have your season ticket if you have access to the patch on nothing's really going to change and other than the quality of the podcast is obviously going to get better with the use of state-of-the-art facilities like this um it also helps i think i think it's good for players as well they they, they feel a bit better coming to come into a real studio environment rather than dealing with zoom and stuff and um, so that it's an attraction for for players i think from the outside once they see it and see that kind of level of recognition um but yeah i, th- I think the exposure to a, a whole new audience that, that have a day-to-day engagement with someone like Off the Ball. I was talking to Luke earlier, and he said he listens to Off the Ball every day, and I think a lot of people are in the same same boat.
1: Luke, you're with us as well. Welcome, Happy New Year to you.
2: Happy New Year, lads. Yeah, um, like Gav said, I listen to Off the Ball every day, so it's great to come in and and you know meet Nathan and Jer and just see the facilities, and um, it's obviously going to create a really kind of professional feel to the to the club podcast, which is great.
1: And obviously, you're you're sitting in the room. Um, when you got to the club, it was a, a first division club. There were not too long in the past, there was strife behind the scenes, there was issues. You were coming at a time where it was a fresh start for you and a fresh start for the club. I mean, how far has the club come from where we are tonight to where we were on your first day in, in 2019?
2: Yeah, it's actually incredible, really. I haven't um, looked back that far you know the, um, you asking the question is is probably the first time I've thought about it like that but um, the improvements across the board um, from the environment that the club have created in the AUL for players to go in and work in and every day it's night and day to what it would have been three years ago um, the facilities um, you know the staff like yourselves behind the scenes in the club players have created relationships with you and um, you know, when I joined a few years ago, I wouldn't have known anyone behind the scenes away from the first team. Even the relationship then between the men's team and the academy, and um, the academy has really gone from strength to strength. And it's, it's you know, the first team is going to start seeing the the benefits of that soon. And um, you know, the women's team doing amazing, getting so much publicity. And um, it really is just, it's credit to a lot of people. And um, and it's it's a, an environment that I think is very attractive to, to players now.
1: We wanted to have Pearl Slattery on the pod this evening. We, Pearl was in the building for the photo shoot. It ran a little bit over, so Pearl can't join us. She's going to be on the pod next week to chat to us, but uh, she had to leave. She's doing a medal presentation for Liam Ward. So it's great to see that our, our, our teams, our WNL team, our men's team as well, are getting out to the community because that's such an important aspect of of what the club is doing as well. So apologies, Pearl isn't with us this week. She'll be joining us next week. Um, Luke, you're back in pre-season training fairly early this season um, the the words the soundings coming out of the AUL is people are really excited
2: yeah it's um, we've been back a, a, a good while now um, we were back in the gym the day after the cup final so that was a few days a week and it's been you know f- full time really since about the the week before Christmas um, a few days off over Christmas a couple of days over New Year's and other than that it's been in um, you know a lot of hard work, but a lot of enjoyable work. Um, getting to know the new players, um, new coaching staff, obviously. So um, it's definitely been a huge benefit getting back early and getting hours on the grass. But it's um, it's been a breath of fresh air. You know, it's been um, very intense. The most difficult preseason I've done, but the most enjoyable.
1: When you look at I know it's probably putting you on the spot but pre-seasons and years gone by is there a noticeable increase in the level of hunger the level of intensity has things ratcheted up is there a sense that you know where you would be generally this time of the year in previous years gone by it feels an awful lot more intense this time around
2: Yeah it does Um, and look that's that's no criticism of anyone that's come before it's just more so um, praise of the people that are there now Um, the intensity that's Demanded of us um, the standards that are demanded, um, and the the players buying into that. You know, it's, the manager can't just be the one banging the drum all the time. It has to come from players, and you can see with the types of characters he signed. It's you know, it's not just ability that he wanted to get in the building. It's um, personalities and hungry professionals that want to do well and work hard every day. And you can't have enough of them.
1: Is it a big advantage the fact that you've worked with him for the last few years?
2: I mean, it's an advantage in that. I've seen how he wants to play. I've seen his sessions, so you know a lot of the sessions that we do the players haven't experienced that before they've not worked under those demands um they've not had to do drills with such detail in them um so I suppose I can help them if I've seen them before I can you know a word here or there like this is what you do or whatever it might be mm. um so in in that sense, it's definitely a help um yeah it is, but then, on the other hand, you know, like my I've never had to put my body through what he demands of you on the training pitch um so but I was I said to said to the guy for today it's the best I've felt since I'm about twenty years of age, so um i'm I'm just loving it really and I, and I can speak for the lads you know they'd all say the same. It's
0: good cool to hear, isn't it, um and I, 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 the one thing I've spoken to people because obviously fans are speaking in the off season they're always like oh what do you making the new squad or you know what do, what do you think our chances are going to be and the one thing I, I keep on saying is that he's definitely brought in a very particular type of character a hmm. uh, very particular type of personality um, people look after themselves you've always been very much in that, that vein you look at the likes of say Dan Hawkins Mark Coyle A. Uh, Dervin Arnold Driscoll who we announced yesterday finally <laughs> <laughs> he was, was you've been <laughs> threatening
2: to announce that for <laughs> six years <laughs> he's been about six months, <laughs> <I> know, <yeah. laughs>
0: um, but a good player, I think, yeah, and yeah. and and someone who who, who, who fits that vein. Um, and I I I suppose that's they're all players who are up for that challenge and 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 looking to get themselves into the those sessions and and uh, buying into what the manager's doing.
2: Yeah, you know he um, the gaffer's come in with um, uh, you know like the word I would keep using is like standards and demands that like. I haven't seen personally replicated across the league. And again, that's no criticism to anyone I've ever worked under, worked under brilliant managers at different clubs. It's, you know, the Gaffer's unique in my career that I've come across in that sense. So it may be more difficult to, um, you know, change habits of older players. I don't know, I suppose it's only really down to the individual. That could be a bit of a sweeping statement there. But he's the, he's obviously, you know, gone after a certain type of player and, and character and, um there's no one there that comes in and has an off day. Um, you wouldn't be allowed, and um, the the intensity, the levels of energy are, are through the roof. Like mm. you know, we're, we feel so fit already, and it's only the middle of January.
0: I want to ask about um, a couple of the younger players coming through, players that you would have coached last year, um, Jadaiki in particular. Uh, it's a kiki, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, David Touré is I think he's got a few headlines before. Um, Gavin Laws obviously come in towards the end of last season, and Colin Cox. Um, Any time I've talked to Damien about Jad, it's a bit like this chap is unbelievable, and the sound seems to be that he, he seems to be quite good. But he would not be a player that Shell fans would have seen at all.
2: I don't think. <clears throat> no, I mean he. We he, he took him a year ago from Bray uh, for the seventeens, and. He surprised all of us when he came in, like didn't realise he'd be this good. Um, the rate of improvement in him has been through the roof. You know, he's played and scored now for Ireland. Um he's G trained with the first team last year, he stepped up to the nineteens and um he was the outstanding player in the country, at under seventeen level. We played against all the top teams and I didn't see a player as good as him. So look <laughs> I'm sure the kid probably doesn't listen to this but I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to get carried away but he's... Um,
0: he seems too smart to be listening to him. You yeah, <laughs> think he got like 600 the, uh, in his leaves yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's not <laughs>
1: listening to podcasts. <laughs> players <laughs> last year did, that yeah, was the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I can't speak highly enough of him, you know, I, I collect him every morning and um, I just love the kid, I think he's amazing and I, I think he's ready to make an impact at first team level. What's it like going from coaching to playing with players? Um, to be honest, because, you know, they were under 17... Uh, you could treat them like men we probably treated them like they were men um, rightly or wrongly we didn't wrap them on cotton wool so um, it hasn't taken much adjusting um at all you know if he you know, drops the shoulder and nutmegs me um, it's all lot out the window so it doesn't really matter if I coach him <laughs>
1: Without giving away any st- state secrets, what has been the football philosophy that yourself and Damien had at under seventeen level, and how much do you think might be transferable to senior first team football in the Premier Division?
2: Look, the guy will have to answer that himself, um, and that'll obviously be you know the, the style of play that we try to carry out will be um, you know a result of him and his coaches. Um, I suppose making a decision. What's what are our players suited to? You know, I'm sure it will change game on game. But like, there's definitely non-negotiables. You know, um, you lose the ball, you have to get it back as quickly as possible. So you have to be extremely fit to play that style of football. It's aggressive. It's not sitting on the edge of your box. Um, you know, playing on the break. Um, it's it's very you know aggressive on the front foot and in possession. He, he you know he he won't. Um, you make no bones about it he wants to dominate the football he wants to be in control of the ball he wants comfortable players technically who can handle the ball under pressure and, and move the ball quickly and whether you you know whatever formation you play or whether tactics change slightly depend who you play against I think they're like the non-negotiables
1: How enjoyable Lukey was it to get fans back in towards the tail end of last season and kind of get some of the nights you might have been deprived of in the 2020 season?
2: Yeah, it was um, it was great to get them back at the point we did. You know, obviously the treaty game being the big one, um, even like away to Cabin it was a massive night that the fans played a huge part in. Cork away, very difficult game. And with the week that was in it, with their interviews and all that, like it felt like a bit of a siege mentality. You know, the whole club went down there to win a game of football and um, that just kind of rolled into the last few games. And, and it, does, it does make you feel like a bit... Um, Oh Jesus, you know, how many games have I played behind closed doors Mm and I won't get them back but it's just a reality, you know, there's worse things going on but I'm just kinda watching the news closely, hoping there's no announcements made about capacities or anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a time where it's such a precarious position where no one really knows how sure we can be of whether or not we're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. But we can get to a point where there's 20,000 cases a day and there's no um, no lockdowns. I think it'd be very hard to put the genie back in the bottle. Touch wood, fingers crossed. Um, it's always difficult at this time of season. I, I think I, I probably wasn't prepared for it, but you kind of touched on the fact that, obviously, when we were behind closed doors, we would have worked closely with the you guys. Everyone would have got to know each other. I didn't think players come and go in this league, and you get used to it. But it was mm-hmm. an element of sadness seeing that that team, you know, break up. A, a lot of lads who had given a lot for the club leaving as a player. Can you get bogged down in that, or do you have to just be really selfish and say, "Look, that's that's business. That's the way it happens."
2: <sighs> that's just business, unfortunately. You know. Um,
1: so, so we're sentimental agents. Just-
2: nah I mean it's, it's it is different for fans. I mean, like all you support Man United, you get attached to players. But like as a player,
1: except now you probably don't get attached, nah, them now, yeah, get attached to them. Yeah, I wouldn't get attached. I wouldn't get attached to any them. of them.
2: Now it's just like on. But I mean, I'm ten years in the league. I have probably three or four lads that I played with that I talk to now. That's mm. just how it is. You know, um, you move on. Next man in, your loyalty is with the fella sitting next to you now. I mean, look, great lads left: Ali Gilchrist Chris, Ryan Brennan. Brilliant fellas like who I would always pick mm. up the phone to or answer the phone to or if I saw them or whatever. But that's nah, just like the goal is you know the next one, the next match. Whoever sits beside you, they they get your attention. You know,
1: is this your tenth season you're coming into now?
2: Yeah, what am I in the fourth, five or um,
1: eleventh? Wow. Yeah, that that time and it doesn't feel like you've you've reached your peak yet.
2: No, I mean, look, I was, uh, missed a lot of football when I was younger. Mm. Um, missed like over 50% of five seasons at Rovers. Um, but my you know, availability has been very good since I've come to Shells and I'm playing the position I always wanted to play and I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm still getting better as a player. So um, I would like to think that, yeah, I haven't hit my top level.
0: Just uh, Probably going to be serious competition I think i have next year. Arnold Driscoll uh, signed Shane Griffin signed as well I'm pretty sure I was a centre half um, so you know there's there's mm-hmm. two really good players um, but the defensive unit as a whole Connor Cain, two really good left backs Connor Kane and Cameron Ledwich and then we have JR on the obviously and David I think can play right back as well so mm-hmm. Do you look at that? Do you do you look at the players that are going to be immediately around you, um, and and does that fill you with confidence?
2: It does fill you with confidence, but first of all, you have to get in the team. So it's like, yeah, I would love to play with him and him, but I need to make sure I'm playing. So that's that's as a player, your first um, priority. But um, we also have an amazing defensive coach, Joey O'Brien, who I played with at Rovers, and I've done the coaching badges with him. I'm on the A license with him actually next week, and. He's the best defensive mind I've ever come across in football. He sees details that um, the naked eye doesn't see. So he's very demanding and very tough on you, and he expects a lot as a defender. But that's look if you don't enjoy working with someone like that, why are you well, you're playing football, really? You know that's what it's all about. Mm. What's he like? He's um, look. I th- I think he's an amazing man. I've always kind of um, been inspired by him. He's an amazing career story. Um, came home here what's he 36 played last year for the league champions um probably in third gear and was still you know the best centre I have in the country like just shows you the ability he had and um I've nothing but respect for him um the relationship's changed now he's my coach so um it, it's more a case now he's he's not um someone I can talk to like an ex teammate mm-hmm. he's my coach and and that's how it is and um, but the respect I have for him is massive
1: when you're going into this season, I'm guessing the the way the standards are demanded by the coaching team, it kind of separates straight away the the men from the boys in some way. It's, it's either keep up or get left behind. I think that is that root. This streak maybe something that will stand to shells and perhaps something that wasn't there in the towards the end of 2020.
2: Yeah, um, I suppose what like I've taken from like working with the likes of the Gaffer and Joey and you like you I think you said ruthlessness. Um, like to get to the level they got to, you have to be able to be ruthless at the right times. It's it's as I've got to know people who've been to that level. It's evident like that's a trait that they all share. And look, we're only a, a month into pre-season so This hasn't like <laughs> you know, no one hasn't been no one let go or there's been no one dropped from from the team so like um still early days but I know that that you know they'll have full conviction in their decisions and um yeah, like I said, that ruthless that ruthlessness is that's that's where, you know, teams get better, players get better, um football clubs grow and, and that's what, you know, our staff will bring.
1: What do you want from next season?
2: Um what do I want from next season? Um tell you what we want (laughs) I want to enjoy my football Mm. I want to um, play a style of football that I haven't played before really and I want to improve that's personally as a football club I know what I want the team to achieve but with all due respect it wouldn't be the right place to talk about it Um, all I know is that the team that is there and look some people might listen to this and say you know, we might get it, it being but what happened at the end of 2020 will not happen with this team that's a fact the, the personalities that are in the dressing room um, wouldn't allow it to happen
1: and the ambition is obviously there you can see it from all levels of the club the ambition behind the scenes it feels like is being matched now with what's going to go out on the football pitch
2: yeah yeah um, I, th- I think you know um, often I've heard it said like teams um teams um represent or reflect their coaches and um that's I definitely think that that's true and um look I know I've spoken a lot about the staff in the last 20 minutes but you know they've been amazing since they've come in there's so much experience there there's so much um attention to detail the hours that they're putting in is just ridiculous and um as players we have to match that you know work ethic and we have to strive to reach the standards they set for us and um, it's going to be enjoyable and it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a good ride i know that much
1: one of the big things that struck me last season was that siege mentality going into the cork city game because mm. i remember the week of gav yeah, good c- fun. we found that clip mm. and there was a bit of debate about where it's shared and how because the the fear was i was like well what if lads see it and there's a red card after yeah, yeah. 10 seconds because someone <laughs> takes a head off and I think you were the first one to send the clip in I was like yeah. ah, I'm not sure send yeah. that around the players no, that, is the, right that, idea. That, the
0: context was there and I was mm. like nah this is going to work just to Ryan especially loved it to be fair just you Ryan. were right yeah, Ryan, it,
2: yeah it
1: was good to see that kind of old school you know yeah. finding motivation from outside because you could tell from the first five minutes like that's where pissed off
2: yeah yeah and no, I was spoke about before the game and um. Didn't really go down like a joke in the mm. WhatsApp group. You know, you get an audio, you think, ah, oh, who's been on the podcast this week? Mm. And it, it wasn't, and it was like anger. Addy Gilchrist probably smashing headboards <laughs> in that house when he listened to it, but... And now he plays for Cork, yeah, but, uh, uh Frustrating uh, house to
1: live in, to be fair. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. A bit yeah. of romance to get in there, you know? Um, yeah. But that I, I do see that in the squad now, though. It's like, um just Sit from, into that microphone there. Just from talking to the lads, you know, it's... Um, the only thing that matters is Shelburne Football Club. It's like, don't care who you played for last year, hmm. who your old manager was, who your mates are. Like, th- there's no <laughs> there's no friends really you know, around the league. That's it. Like, one of, one of my absolute best friends plays for Shamrock Rovers, and he's the first person I want to come into contact with when we play them. And that's just the mentality that the, pl- the players will have, and the staff will make sure of it. You know, there'll be no hugging and kissing in the tunnel.
0: Don't be, don't of uh, motivations next year. You look around the league, there's so many subplots. Uh, then we've got all the derbies that we are deprived of. Really, in 2020, mm. you know, I think back to the you know, the bowls game in Tokyo, where it was, you know, George, that was you a mad the mental game. Mm. It's a mental game, just like, oh, this is just, it just feels really weird.
1: Bowls <laughs> game up there, we lost two 0 then the world ended, and
0: yeah, yeah, got- it's mental, isn't it? Like you know, but even from that, like you know, the atmosphere. Is Electric and yeah. it was good. And
1: so Ian Hedigan's afterwards were pointing yeah, Larry.
0: Yeah, it just feels like a different world, yeah. you know. But like, it's that's like, as fans, we can definitely say we're really looking forward to the derbies. Yeah. It helps when the first game back is, if, you know. And you know, we, Neil Reardon had a story about the, the Marnie affair last week and that got back going again. Mm-hmm. And you, you can even see when the game was announced on the Pat side of it, they're all going mental. They hate, it, they they us, hate
1: so us so much. Like, Lukey, do you know it. the background of yeah, the child's yeah. Pat's thing?
2: Well, I know there was obviously the league. Yeah,
1: yeah. the league Lukey's on the air. Bunny rabbits with the league win. So we yeah. robbed the league off them in called. No, we won that fair. No, square. we didn't. Gav, yeah, to be fair, we we used rules the, are rules, are we? Used the rule book. <laughs> to dethrone the rightful champions should have done this year at the cup final <laughs> no, 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 stop, no, stop. But right. but it, we've forgotten it like <laughs> sh- I don't really I, I don't really hate I don't hate Pats but That's Pats hate shells yeah. yeah. they have they like properly cannot stand their existence mm. and it's brilliant because it just adds so much more needle Pats hate Dundalk Dundalk hates Pats Bows and Rovers the FAI are intervening and asking them to act like adults and yeah. play nice hey, who's that? Bows and Rovers oh yeah yeah like yeah. the the subplots are, are crazy some of the stuff going around like it, it really feels like the league is at a point where it can step on to the public consciousness in a way that it hasn't before where it's kind of been seen as the highest level of football games are there but no one really tried to share insight into the characters and their motivations and what they are Mm. I think things like Drive to Survive and that all or nothing has shown people that if you try and look under the hood of of a football club no matter what level what country there's a very compelling and interesting stories even
0: like, like this you know fans are for the first time where in the 90s and 2000s they wouldn't have really heard like in, individual stories like you know yourself and Sean are, are good friends I think are they are uh,
2: yes? well, yeah best mate boy, yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. so like you know maybe fans wouldn't know that and then maybe we're talking to Luke and you know Sean comes up and like you know that's a nice, that's a nice story considering Sean's like coming back from injury and now he's in a good environment with people that he, a couple of people that he knows as well as his talent um, but yeah, I did actually want to ask you about Sean um, yeah he he seems to have impressed a lot of people in Harps last year. He has goals and he's a great finisher. Um, like, what's he like as a player? I know he's great. He's a great bloke. For talking a couple of times.
2: Yeah, like Sean was like the Johnny Kenny a few years ago. Like he was. Did I call him John? There, Sean. Yeah. Uh, you know, he broke through a rovers at seventeen and scored something like twelve goals. Yeah. And um, he was on fire, you know. And then. So Bradshaw's like,
1: first year was it? Yeah.
2: So then he like you know out with a shoulder ACL, a year of hamstring injuries. So. He had to go back to the drawing board and like going to Finn Harps was a very brave decision for him because like he could have easily said, you know, I'll focus on work or I'll go to college but he wanted to roll the dice of football again and it paid off for him. Um you could see online that they were going to lose him, which is always a good sign I suppose. But uh I know the kid, he's like he's been one of my best friends for years and I know um he's he's bulletproof, you know, was in he's there's no hmm. shit with him, he's a, he's a great teammate, a good friend. Um you can look him in the eye and have a conversation with him. You can tell him when he's been good and bad and they're the kind of people you want and uh, there's more in him though, you know. He's um he's still only twenty four I think. Yeah. Um you obviously look at him, he's 6'5", six five, he's aggressive, big um, lad. He likes to be like he, he really likes putting his foot through a ball, you know, he's a player that fans will like because he's booked way too often. But fans mm. will like how he plays on the edge. Reminds
0: you of someone, Michael Connor.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he booked that off. And he never got sent off. Nah, he wouldn't no, be he got like that. Though. Yeah,
1: but few yellows.
0: Yeah, no, there's no wrong.
2: Yeah, no, he wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. I wouldn't compare him to Michael. Okay. Yeah. Now, even the yellows, Sean plays you know on the edge, he's aggressive. Mm. Um, so once he keeps that in check, I think it's it's an attribute that he that you know helps him, and I think fans will like him. And um, he's got to you know continue where he left off last season.
1: Lukey you made the point and it's I think it's one that will quietly resonate with Shell's fans so I won't highlight it too much but the the conviction in your voice when you said 2020 that is never happening again I think will give an awful lot of people a lot of confidence because you're not that's sometimes people say platitudes and clichés because they're the right things to say but you have absolute conviction in your face and your voice when you say that
2: yeah, but if, look, I've if been around long enough. I think I can um, read a room, you know. I just don't see the people in the dressing room who would let that happen. And that's not a criticism of Ian. You know, Ian did absolutely everything he could that year. Mm-hmm. Most of us players have to shoulder responsibility as much as anyone. Um, I'm not speaking out of turn. There's players who were there that year that shouldn't have been there or there's a reason that they weren't kept on. And, you know, um, if any of them are listening, they can get on to me if they think I'm naming them I don't really care like it's just that's just a reality again going back to what I spoke to you about the kind of characters that you got like, for signing this year It's like that's that will that will not happen you know these players I give everything every day in the training pitch I'm seeing it and you can't go from that to to sacking off games and getting thumped it just doesn't happen yeah, yeah every team can get beaten of course they can and we will get beaten but it's, you know, you can get beaten in a manner that you can hold your head up, and at the end of that season, we were just getting swiped. You know, every well, it was five games. Mm.
1: Athlone. Oh no, no, we don't need yeah, to anymore. So. <laughs> every time Athlone, I, I know it was I know. that was worse than the playoff because it was. Oh, we're not going there. No, I know. it's all it's all part of the story. Yeah, you know, just yeah, know, like yeah. it's the whole point of being back here is you get knockbacks, you get kickbacks, and we had fucking twelve years in knockbacks, mm. languishing miles away, being irrelevant, just going around in circles, club like he probably wouldn't have been confident saying it'll be there next mm. year for a large part p- portion of that first division run, and it's completely changed, so I do think in a lot of ways as difficult as as twenty twenty was, it probably gives that added kind of hunger. Mm. For our fans, suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It probably doesn't affect you at all, like you know. I but know
2: it does feel, yeah. You we know, feel a bit regret from twenty twenty. You no know, one ever wants to get relegated, you know. Yeah. Like the, personally, the way it ended for me, I had a huge part to play in it. Mm. That's the reality. I can't get away from that. So we were beating
1: Luki before we got yeah, there. Like it, you just, yeah, you, could, you knew, like you, we, you could have lasted for the ninety, not got sent off. And I don't think we, like, we could have played that game till midnight and we wouldn't have scored. We wouldn't have
2: won. Yeah, look, whatever. Like you know, it's just. uh
0: I just remember being behind... I was seated, seated behind Gary Deegan the whole time. It was a nightmare. Yeah, he was, he was spending a as well. Yeah. So to, yeah. spend it we for a
1: cheap yellow, cheap for, red in the yeah. week before.
2: A lot of people have to hold their hands up why that happened. Well, um, yeah, it's, it, is it's, it is what it is. The football club's in a far better place now. As well. It's a totally
0: different place as well, it you know. It is totally
2: different. And it Di- helps that... It does help that not a lot of players are left over from there. They, not, <laughs> they haven't got the scars mm. of it. Mm. Yeah, obviously... You you want to use it as motivation, but some people could be scared by it and f- frozen mm. by it. And but the, you know th- those players aren't there anymore. So
0: the players that are there from last year are, are, are really interesting. Like I I go on about it all the time. JJ Lunny is I think he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah he's oh, I players. love him. Yeah,
1: I love him. Class. What a character! Just what, do. A, what a player! Just what a player! Even his
0: three uh, Instagram stories <laughs> after every game is. Yeah, he's uh, him, like, uh, yeah. he's, I just, I just think he's amazing. Anyway, so whatever. Uh, Brian, I think is fantastic. I think Brian McManus is unbelievable. Clergy yeah. Gray, Keeper, J.R. Reds legends between Jayora and Gavin Molloy with their you know the story Gavin Molloy's granddad played led Shells out against yeah, Barcelona unbelievable yeah. J.R.'s granddad played for Shells in the in the, the, the European teams did Dana
2: play for Shells dad played, played Carl play well, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah Carl played in uh, the 93 Cup he played with, our,
2: with the gaffer for Ireland See,
0: do you know what, do you know what about this do you know what the, my favourite thing about Shells is right favourite thing about Shells I discovered these stories the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Newly. And I'm like, how did I know that? Like, mm-hmm. an amazing amount of stuff happens in 127 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes you you get so bogged down in the league and the, the, that season in particular and you're so obsessed with this current crop that you kind of forget about. 127 years has been a long time. And it feels like we're at the start of a in the aware I think you know one the, the right people are involved
1: one of the greatest things you can do with half an hour of your time if you can grab half an hour of Johnny Watson's time go through some of the clippings and the pictures he has in his kit room like that place is a, a treasure trove. he showed me the picture yeah. of JR's dad and a, yeah. a poster and the the big Dulux dog is in the picture and everything it's I mean you can't let a podcast pass without giving uh, credit to that man because what a what an icon Johnny is mm.
0: He's amazing. I saw him yesterday, um, and uh, he was. I, th- I think he was a little bit upset because uh, he had set up in the, the small room on the right in the newsstand.
1: He got moved. He got moved straight away. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be a meeting, a meeting room. room. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah. No, we we've got a lot lots to look forward to this year, don't we?
1: A lot to look forward to, Lukey, We were promised for the entire year that at the end of the year we would find out what happened the week of the UCD game that was one of the big promises Ian made us and we never got into it so what was that week like for you
2: um, well I was one of the ones who was out I actually didn't get COVID. I that's another story I can't catch that thing the amount of close <laughs> well, contacts same. I've had it's is unbelievable. ridiculous yeah. um, but basically there was a positive the week before at home to somebody um, who did we play Wexford no it was definitely a home game cove it, basically the players it was players, a two all cove game it could have been yeah so basically the players that got ruled out were the ones that sat beside the positive case. So that ruled out like, you know, five or so. Then the whole goalkeeping department got ruled out. Like literally day after day it was like Clarkey, Jack, Collie, even Skinner got uh ruled out. <laughs> what
0: well, um, Skinner have played if he wasn't? That was, I was yeah, the interest. Like,
1: yeah, before Jack McCarthy, there was yeah. who was called in to do goalkeeping coaching? Yeah, it was some ah la-
0: oh, some lad from the Academy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Even like um we couldn't go to training. So it was literally just, like, on the phone to the gaffer every day. The doctor, what's the rules? Like, I'm getting another negative test. now. you have to isolate. The HSE are ringing you. The lads are on to each other. And eventually, we like, about Tuesday, Wednesday, we were all kind of holding out hope we would be allowed out. But it was like, now, lads, you're gone till next Monday, I think. So, like, even the session was recorded, the training session. But, like, Alan Caffrey had to take the session with Colum, uh Barron... <laughs> there was players in the session who'd like never trained with the first team with like the leftovers of the first team <laughs> we could like log in and watch it on our huddle page <laughs> uh, watch train yeah but like just like locked up in the gaffs I was like trying to sneak out before or after work for a run when there wasn't people around no mm. I didn't have it but that, and then you're on the phone the night of the game to the other eight lads that are in isolation and didn't um, you didn't play, did you? No, oh. I think I didn't get back till the following. We played Galway away.
1: Uh, the back four was Maxie, was a mess. It was like Maxi Barker
2: Jor played, uh, and played. Cameron yeah. Ledridge played.
1: He was hadn't played in like three months. And was played a full ninety. Yeah, we're lucky it was good. Yeah. And he told really. me actually
2: on the yesterday that he thinks he had COVID in the game. <laughs> yeah, which is I didn't know at the time. But then yes, yeah, so it was just crazy. You know, it was just players dropping like flies. I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm positive. It was like, geez, this game like could be called off. And
0: the, After that game, the way I celebrated was unbelievable. I, I knew we won not leave that night.
1: Yeah, if you can come through that. And the worst thing was, anyone I asked, oh, what's the what's Jack McCarthy like? They were like, oh, don't ask. Because <laughs> apparently he was rough enough in training. Obviously, he's a kid, so he's mm. terrified. And he comes in, and he has a brilliant performance, doesn't put a foot wrong, saves everything that goes to him, and had been ropey enough. I
0: do think we are a little bit blessed that like Colin Williams was suspended.
1: I don't he? He's suspended. Yeah. Was he? I think that night was just our night. I think like we had more chances to win the game than they did.
0: Yeah, I liked the romance. Yeah, well, we know we deserve to win the game. It's Ridiculous. The game. Like yeah. we really should have won the game. It was actually ridiculous. But yeah, we yeah. had good
1: chances. We had great chances.
0: You're uh, parking me up, Luke, is it? Ah, be fine.
1: And to be fair, Sorry. Luke, Luke, you um, you were going out of your way to make sure nothing was out of the ordinary
2: I was on the, the, the podcast you did the
1: podcast sitting there in
2: isolation doing <laughs> it say,
1: didn't say any. everything's great everything's grand and we, there was a women's game that night the Wednesday night I was going to go home to Bowles, the Bowles yeah game, yeah, was yeah. It? yeah and yeah, someone yeah. told me and I was like no no I I was talking to Lukey an hour ago and he didn't mention a word of this and they're like no no seven lads out I'm like nah you're fucking this yeah. is I thought it was some kind of trap to see like feed some bogey info and see if it got back yeah, yeah. so I didn't tell anyone I just didn't talk to anyone I'm like no not not a word yeah. and then it slowly started to get out and I was like well, I don't know anything my, my
0: favourite was the rumour that he was going to play I was like that would be great
2: <laughs> <I think laughs> you started, my started my that rumour he, <laughs> I don't
0: know I played that shards game with him last year and the first <laughs> ten minutes he was ropey and then uh, he was good like he had to, he had
2: to to get into it a little bit, you know. Golly, running the show? Yeah,
0: yeah. I was feeding him, you yeah. know.
2: He <laughs> rang me the guy from the Thursday night and was like, "Everyone knows it's out there yeah, now, yeah. UCD now." Yeah. And then you were thinking bollocks, you know? The unknown is gone.
0: Well, you seen it straight away. They were shooting from
1: distance. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah. They but they changed their game plan. Their went game went plan. The yeah. yeah. And, and that then was they the weren't there to deal with it when it wasn't working. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. that was the silly thing they should have just stuck with what they would have done it was, it it was one of the great Reds
0: moments I, I think Galway
1: yeah. drew that night as well yeah,
2: well they, they they
0: lost they, didn't
1: they? lost to uh, Cork Cork,
0: yeah, 3-2 it was, wasn't it yeah was we won the league game? that night yeah. it was amazing
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was mad mad that, that the
0: be, Cork game and the Cabin game
1: the Cabin game. game where you got barred from Cabin for yeah, life yeah yeah
0: I knew I was coming down the tracks they weren't going to be around anymore I was like I got kicked out here then my dad got kicked out of the pub I remember
2: that the sirens remember the guy the car pulled out the car park looking for
1: Gav yeah. The best was Gav uh, refusing to let any players in to do the post match interview, yeah. having a blazing row with the lad from Cabo. Like we have to respect Six our inches from his face, being like, My players aren't going in there, and you can't make them. Yeah, I remember I remember. It's good times. He's a head case.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. I was actually I was somewhere recently, and uh, uh, Neil O'Rourke was there, and a couple of other journals, and they're like, Here you've had a bit of a beef with the Cabo ladies. It's getting around now, is it? <laughs> the Bray, sorry, the Bray, the Bray uh, media. The name,
1: yeah, did you see Neil O'Rodin and Street today? No. I did. Go on, Gav, try explaining that one to us. Go ahead, what was it again? So, Neil weird Reardon Street today was fun slightly League of Ireland oh, related yeah, fact bad, yeah. Destiny Chukananiere has represented Malta in the last two Eurovision song contests her father is the Dubushi Chukananiere whose goal for Hibernians of Malta knocked Shelburne out of the Champions League in 2002 I don't think that's a funny factor a funny How story do you, find
2: that out, like? <laughs> do you know
0: what I think I think every jo- League of Ireland journalist needs to have in their Twitter profile who they support
1: Neil is bows.
2: yeah but just mm. transparency or any of them shells yeah, yeah there's a few. Too. Darren. Oh, well,
1: sorry, yeah. Kevin uh, Taylor is shells. Roy yeah.
0: Croker shells. Rory Croke Kev Taylor. Uh, John Kenny
1: from RTE is shells.
0: Uh, Roy, Ray, Ray, Kennedy uh, Ray Kennedy from RTE, RTE is, shells. No is shells. Uh David Snaid. There's a couple in the Irish Times. Uh, there's not many
1: Rovers? Dave Donnelly is Rovers. Uh,
0: uh, your man, Colin Murphy. Rovers Rovers, Rovers. Um, Conan Pats
1: Colin, 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 uh, and Carly changes every week oh, why yeah. is Carly gone to Bows lads I love Carly what is he doing
0: uh, I'm a big fan of so and so he'll change to us next year no? Really? Uh, I'm just a big fan of what Damien Duff is doing uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> he knows the gaffer I think I
1: think they know great yeah, yeah. um, stuff that's it that's where we leave it Luke thank you now, if there, there was a COVID crisis you wouldn't tell us because that's your no. that's I'm how you boosted. roll it.
2: I'm safe you're I'm boosted safe. and safe boosted myself now
1: um, Luki, it's too early to do teammates but I do have one question yeah is Yo-Yo still the slowest
2: <laughs> yes oh Jesus still um, what about the keepers they don't run with us. Um. Uh, oh,
0: that—that well, solves the big issue then.
1: I reckon Clarkie would. <laughs> nah,
0: Clarkie's fast. I saw him were training there now. Last time. Do you like, remember
1: when he like dashed sixty yards out? And clarkey has got a great
0: sprint on him.
2: Yeah. I don't know if he's the slowest, but he's definitely slower than me. So who
0: won the race? You're fast, though.
2: I thought, well, I wouldn't say I'm fast, but I'm not stuffed like he'd make it out I am. Who won the race? Who was the quickest?
1: No, you, didn't you race, uh, George. Who yeah, the quickest
2: in the team now? Um, I would. Say do you know Who it actually is Stan JR
1: I think it's Cameron Yeah
2: oh, Cam yeah I think so Cam's a good player JR or
0: Cam I'd say it's has got with two wing backs.
1: JR has pace Clean pair of heels Every time he gets by you yeah, Good player you can JR jam, run. Yeah
2: he's great Getting better all the time Great fella
1: Big mm. re And As soon as I saw he was re-signed I was a little bit calmer mm. yeah. Lukey was never in doubt nah. Will never can be in doubt Can you reveal
2: day. why You delete all his social um, no but I actually deleted my Instagram so
1: yeah, I'm, I'm true, following there. Yeah. oh yeah right in house.
0: case anyone's following the wrong Luke Bourne there's a fake Luke Bourne out there
1: there's not this another Luke Bourne no,
2: but it's not no, actually it's a fake profile yeah.
1: Luke setting up a fishing profile <laughs>
2: yeah yeah fishing page me and Brian <laughs> <laughs> we'll <be> vlog <vlogging>. it <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, I
2: have a good few good yeah. pictures of Brian You want to get on the clothes You wear as fishing I have to get on oh my Get god. on here and explain Oh my
0: god Poor Al Brian but I don't think we'd be able to get Brian On the podcast, would we? Nah, he'd struggle we,
1: a, we did an interview with him Did you? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to listen to that He comes across very likeable He's very likeable He's, He's a great student. player oh, really. He's so good player. So much potential Lovely kid, but I'd say he'd struggle now With a mic in front of him Not at all He was he was fine. Shane Farrell was at the start now he's better and he got better yeah. so you just need to give lads fair, a bit man. of time I'd and like, Brian I'd got like better it. with the chicken rolls he figured out the difference between <laughs> butter and mayo as he went on And
2: hey, all he's thinking about it is fishing I'm telling you it's, that's
1: all we're going to, to do a Brian. fishing
0: special uh, it's going to be a, a, a 10 minute video we're going to go out which is and we're going to see what happens like Let's is there, there a lot
1: to thing. fishing Lukey or is it Loads. the fact there's nothing to it That's what's your, fa- what's your favourite catch do you uh, not just sit there with the rod and sit around <laughs> Why is he? Who's that? For Boy,
0: the for the no. for the listeners for the listeners. Who Why is he dressed like an American family?
1: man? who's going to take over the capital.
0: He dresses like an American man. who's going to take over the capital.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's his gear. What, like? Show you. Um, we have to put that photo up somewhere so people oh, can have no, context we to it. No,
0: We have to respect the man's. Uh,
1: you don't deserve reputation. privacy if you dress like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. will no, we we all will be revealed in the, the fishing special. <laughs> you
1: forfeit your right to privacy. <laughs> Oh my god, that is outrageous! It's a good fish? Does it, did you Do you eat the fish or He's do you? That's obviously go to back? good then. Is he? He's deadly. Oh yeah. yeah, caught a few. Like, do you eat the
2: fish? Um, nah, some of them, yeah, trout and stuff. Yeah, you would eat them.
1: So, are you a big what's it, piscapalian?
2: I used to be pescatarian.
1: Pescatarian. Yeah, used to be. That's a good pick. Very colourful very colourful yeah
2: so so does he have a lot of pictures me. of you with
1: a fish on his phone as well that's as well. all
2: our whatsapps would be is, yeah. he doesn't text me about anything else if I text him something about training no get nothing out of him fishing fish. straight on how do you get into fishing? Um, you'd probably see it don't you my dad would have brought me and the same for him yeah, yeah. And, now we just, yeah and now we've just yeah, and we struck up a bond that's all we talk about that's good
1: and is, like that's the, the main hobby outside the football is the fishing it's the only
2: hobby really outside yeah. football yeah.
1: yeah Gav you need one of them
2: I don't have any hobbies. But
1: well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Lukey will bring you fishing.
2: So Johnny Watson be very fishes. good. Does he? Johnny Watson fishes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God. You go, you go to the pill bag and stuff, Johnny.
1: Is he any use? Yeah, he would be, yeah.
0: I had an yeah. instant out in pill bag this week.
1: <laughs> don't mention it. Uh, on that note. <laughs> don't mention it. Right. Uh, Lukey, the fishing special is to come. Yeah. Um... The Reds are on the up yeah. and next week on the podcast we will have Pearl Slattery. Thank you as always for listening. Thanks as well. First time I'll say this to our me- official media partner yeah, Off the Ball for their continued support. otbsports.com is the website. Make sure you check out all of their social channels. Like, subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast because we are now free for the world to enjoy. That's all we have time for. Thanks for listening. Up the Reds. FTA.
0: Good luck. FTA.